It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. Well, over the last week, we've been speculating with different guests what might be in store for the 2022 year. And the banks and their economists and others like to put out their predictions about the market for the year ahead. Then we have other property market commentators weighing in with their thoughts, with some saying a very familiar line. You've heard this, we are heading for a major correction in the market because interest rates will rise this year or early next year. Of course, you, the consumer, are left with trying to decipher what to believe and what to throw away. So to help us understand this a little bit better, we're going to be talking right now with Rich Harvey from Property Buyer. Welcome back, Rich. Great to be on the show again, Craig. And we should also mention that we are starting from today a brand new podcast series called Let's Talk Property with you. You're going to be joining me every week to discuss property and your thoughts about what really is going on. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be an interesting journey because, you know, things that I talk about or predictions or comments I make, we can look back 12 months later and go, you know, how relevant and how accurate were they? So very much looking forward to sharing the knowledge, Craig. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's on the tape. We can always, we can always go back. <laughs> on the record. Well, that's great. That's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. Honest, and, open advice. I love it. And Brisbane, you were there last week. What a great yeah. city Brisbane is. I love, I love Brisbane. It's, and you can get around very easily. Yeah, it's a great look. Every time I visit it, it's um, it's just becoming more attractive. You know, every second person is riding a scooter, all those electric scooters. You've got to watch and just get out of the way on the footpath. They're flying past you at 30 k's an hour. But every morning I was up there for the conference, I'd get up and do my 10,000 step walk around the Botanic Gardens and South Bank. And it's just got a really great atmosphere. People seem a little bit more relaxed, more friendly, but it's a really happening city. And I really enjoyed my time up there. It's got this vibe which is unlike Melbourne, unlike Sydney for sure. And I always say that as soon as you get into Queensland, the friendliness just goes up 15%. Exactly. And I've got to tell you all this, that if I was staying in Petrie Terrace, you know, sorry, 1.5 k's out of the city, but some of the food outlets are great. Some of the cafes, they've really come of age. And so you can you know, really get a good feed and, uh, and enjoy a, a real cafe lifestyle up there too. Certainly can, yeah, so go Brisbane. All right, let's uh, have a look at what these commentators are saying. So how do you feel about what you've heard heading into 2022 by various commentators? Yeah, well, look, the banks always put out their predictions either at the end of 21 or beginning of 22, and they've all put their forecasts out. So I'll just give you a couple of numbers, Craig. So CBA are predicting price growth of around 3% to 9% across the capital cities. Westpac's a bit more bullish and expecting 6 to 10% growth. ANZ, 3 to 9%, and NAB is the most conservative of the banks, is predicting a 4 to 6% growth. Now, they tend to revise their forecast typically every two months, and they actually do a survey of a number of other economists. I'm actually one of 40 economists that participate in both the Finder survey and the NAB survey myself. But look, you, you can't sort of just take one of those numbers and run with it. Every city has different drivers. And within each of those cities, there's a multitude of suburbs of, of different things happening in the property market. But the message that I think our, our listeners can take away is that we are expecting another year of growth, but much more moderated growth. We had an absolutely incredible boom market last year. So don't expect to see the same repeat. However, we've just been talking about one city and that, that city is at the top of my trees, Brisbane. I think that city will definitely get double digit growth. So my prediction is actually looking ahead, Craig, for the year is I'm, I'm expecting Sydney to do around 6%, Melbourne 7%, Brisbane 10 to 15%. 
Canberra 7, Adelaide 7, Perth 3, Darwin 6 and Hobart 7%. So my own view of the market is it's still going to be positive. It's just going to depend on what happens with a lot of other factors in the economy. And talking of factors, what are the X factors that you see coming this year that could have a major impact on the market? Well, yeah, look, just before I jump into the X factors, the one major factor that everybody and every journalist is ringing me about every second day is interest rates. I've had a call probably every day last week from journalists saying, Rich, what do you see happening? And this talk of interest rate rises, how is that going to impact the market? You know, is it going to, is it going to crash? Is it going to correct? When's it going to happen? Look, definitely there is a strong correlation between interest rates and consumer sentiment and property demand. But my prediction, and you can put this on the tape, I reckon we're going to have our first increase in November. So typically, you know, after Melbourne Cup Day is when we'll get our first rate rise. And that'll be a small rise. So I think there are going to be a number of rises, but they'll be small and gradual. I mean, there's a lot of repair work to be done in the Australian economy. We've got you know 250 billion in savings in people's balance sheets because of the whole COVID effect. But a lot of businesses have really done badly or, or been terminated because of COVID. So the RBA doesn't want to raise rates too quickly and unfortunately crash the economy. So, you know, putting that to one side, the other other factors that I'll mention is firstly, our international borders, Craig. The mm. first thing is that, you know, we, we, grad, we absolutely need more migrants and students and skilled workers to come from overseas to really um, boost our economy. And without that, we're going to go backward as a nation. And what's going to start as a trickle will develop into to more of a flood. So I'm predicting that you know, when they really ramp up the, uh, the migration numbers, that you'll see a second wave come into the property market. So um, the other thing is expats. Expats returning home have actually replaced a lot of the, the migrants that were previously coming, but expats are going to continue to come home in quite strong numbers. And they've decided they're going to pull up stumps, they miss their family. So that's definitely going to be a, another factor. Um, And the third factor is obviously the federal election, and that's going to happen in May. And what typically happens during election phases is that buyers tend to hit the pause button. They just decide, oh, well, let's just see which party gets in and what their policies are around housing. And that's another topic for another day. But, you know, I reckon that we won't see any discussion about negative gearing and and that sort of thing. It's just going to be a a fairly probably bland election uh, campaign. But that definitely causes a slowdown in the market, which is also an opportunity for, for some people to buy well. So the other four factors that I've got, I've got seven in total, but the other one is, is the infrastructure spend by both the state and federal governments. Where that money is being spent, that's going to have a direct impact on those local markets. So they're good areas to buy in because it's going to improve travel time, it improves amenity, you know, schools and, tra- and hospitals and that sort of thing. The fifth factor, Craig, is this exodus to affordable lifestyle, you know, this drive out of the cities to those desirable coastal and country regions and smaller capital cities. That trend has been underway before COVID. It was accelerated by COVID and will continue on in a a fairly strong fashion. The other X factor is this parliamentary inquiry into housing affordability. Personally, I think it's a waste of money because we know that the whole inquiry is just going to conclude that taxes and planning restrictions placed on the housing industry and uh, at all three levels of government is a major problem. They're too restrictive in planning to be responsive to supply. And the last X factor is, is a big one for a lot of listeners is anyone who's renting, hold on to your hats. It's, I think we're going to see a rapid rise in the rental market. So great for landlords, more difficult for tenants. And the reason we're going to see vacancy rates rise is that we're not building enough properties to cater for demand. We've had a very strong absorption rate in the rental market, and we're going to continue to see a, a chronic shortage in certain areas. 
And talking about people coming back into Australia internationally, a couple of mornings ago I heard on Breakfast Television the New South Wales Premier talking about perhaps they don't need their booster to get into Australia and other Premiers around Australia are saying, well, no, they do need boosters, so I hope that's not going to be too much of a problem for people coming into the country. And from your perspective, what is happening on the ground in the early stages of the market this year? I guess as a comparison, I remember January last year in 2021, I went to my first auction to represent a client and I thought, yep, I've got a good limit. I should be able to get this. And there were 24 registered bidders bidding next to me. I went, wow. oh my goodness, this is incredible. I've never seen it so, so strong. It hasn't turned out the same way in Sydney this year. There's definitely strong demand. A lot of you know the early bird catches the worm type buyers are out there, all keen and eager to buy. So we're seeing some still pretty strong results, but there's a much more tempered level of demand. The buyers are, are being a bit more cautious. They're not falling over each other to make offers like they were last year. So I think Sydney and Melbourne, you've seen a little bit of tempering and uh, it's not going backward in price, but I just, as I say, it's, it's just more cautious. In Brisbane, it's the other way around. It's like Sydney was. It is frenetic. A lot of investors and home buyers competing. So here are some areas of the city, uh, my buyers agents are telling me there's 80 to 100 groups. There's like a traffic jam trying to get into some of these open houses. We'll have a better idea in the next couple of weeks. I think by mid-March, we'll probably have a better idea on, on how the year is going to play out. But I think we're going to see a more moderated level of demand in the two bigger capitals. And then you know each each individual city will will play out in its own way. And, and all those drivers I've talked about will, will certainly play out and have an impact on the market. Hey, great to lock in the first episode of Let's Talk Property with Rich Harvey. So you'll be back next week. Well, I'll give you as many anecdotes each week as I can and uh, we'll try to keep it entertaining and informative. And uh, yeah, Craig, look forward to, uh, to really getting into the detail issue with you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 